Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series on the Book of Romans with this message entitled, The Radical Difference. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Romans chapter 8, verse 9. Now, here's our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Let us pray, Heavenly Father, your people have come, not to be entertained, but to hear your word of life, preached in the power of the Holy Spirit, that your people may be converted to Christ from slavery to sin and Satan, and the saints of God be built up in the most holy faith to glorify you in the service of Christ our King. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Amen. Romans 8, 9 through 11. We are speaking about the radical difference between those who are saved and those who are unsaved. The radical difference between Christians and non-Christians. Romans 8 is speaking about our full assurance of our final salvation. In Romans 8, 9 through 11, St. Paul shows us the radical difference between believers and unbelievers, the saved and the lost. Those who are the children of God and those whose father is the devil. Those who live kata pneuma according to the spirit. And those who live kata sarka according to the flesh. What is this difference? This radical difference. It consists in the Holy Ghost. We the saints of God are we are told in the spirit. And the Spirit of God dwells in us. We are in the Spirit and Spirit of God lives in us. Spirit is our home and we are the home of God. What a great mystery. We cannot fathom it but we enjoy this great reality. So if you are not saved from the wrath to come, the wrath of God, I earnestly direct you to call upon the name of the Lord. Return to me, I will return to you, we read in the word of God. Return to him, he will return to you to give you everlasting rest. People have told you about Jesus Christ. And you are here this morning by divine grace. Call upon the name of the Lord and you will be saved. If you do not trust in Jesus Christ, the only savior of the world. Either you do not know who he is. Or you do not agree that he is the son of God incarnate who died for the sins of elect sinners of the world. 
Either way, you are not saved from God's wrath that is revealed against you. But let me tell you, you cannot say you have not heard about him because you are hearing about him today. The hearing may result in your salvation or your increased judgment. The greatest sin in the world is not murder or adultery or homosexuality. The greatest sin in the world is not believing in Jesus Christ, God's only son, sent for your salvation. I say to us, only the sin of unbelief will not be forgiven in this life or in the life to come. So I say to you, do not wait. You have waited long enough. Your time to depart has come. And your time is coming. Do not ever mock and treat Jesus Christ with utter contempt. That's what you are doing if you will not trust in him. That's exactly what you are doing. Now is the accepted time. Now the day of your salvation. Make your calling and election sure. Examine yourselves, the Bible says, to see whether you are really in the faith. Test yourselves. Paul speaks in Romans 8, 9 through 11 concerning our past life, our present life, and our future life. First, our past life. What type of life did we live before we ever came to trust in Jesus Christ alone for our eternal salvation? In the past, we were ensarchy in the flesh. So notice the first sentence in Romans 8 verse 9. But you Roman Christians, you are not in the flesh. This tells us they were in the flesh before. They were in the flesh, they were under God's wrath in the past. But no more. Chapter 7 verse Five, when we were in the flesh, the sinful passions aroused by the law were at work in our bodies so that we bore fruit to death. And Romans 7 speaks about this. Sin, Romans seven eleven. sin deceived me. Romans 7 verse 14. I am unspiritual, sold as slave to sin. Romans 7 verse 17. Sin is living in me. Every unbeliever is a son of Adam whose one sin brought death to all his descendants. 
So we read Romans 5 verse 12. Therefore just as sin entered the world through one man. And death through sin. And in this way death came to all men. Because all sinned. People don't understand original sin. We die because of the one sin. Our forefather Adam sinned one time. And all of us are born, conceived in sin and born in sin. We can only sin. Let us deny our self-righteousness. The unbelievers are conceived and born in sin. They are flesh. They are sinful. They can only sin. They are controlled by sin, directed by Satan himself. So Jesus said to Nicodemus, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. Every inclination of the thought of his heart is only evil continually, God says, in Genesis 6 and 5. Every inclination of his heart is evil from childhood. Genesis 8 and verse 21. Prophet Jeremiah said, heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. And no man can know the wickedness of his own heart. Jesus said, from within, out of men's hearts came, comes evil thoughts and evil actions. St. Paul said that already. In Romans 3, beginning with verse 10, there is no one righteous, not even one. And every unbeliever is try, trying to negate that statement saying, I am righteous. You are not righteous. I am not righteous. Nobody is righteous. That's what it says, a universal negative. No one who understands and no one who seeks God all have turned away. They have together become worthless. There is no one who does good. Not even one. There is no fear of God. Before their eyes. He is dead in trespasses and sins. And the evil spirit. The ruler of the kingdom of the air. The God of this world. Works in him. And he is a slave to Satan. He is an obeyer all right. In his thoughts and in his actions. He obeys the devil. And when we read Romans 8. Beginning with verse 4 through 8. An unbeliever lives daily according to the standard of evil. His mind is always thinking how to sin. He is lying in bed and planning how to sin in the morning. The mind of those who are in the flesh, that is, those controlled by sin, is death. His mind is enmity against God. He opposes violently God's word. God's revealed truth. And he opposes God's word by his own lies which he creates in his head. By his philosophies and 
by his scientism. He creates his own anthropology. He opposes therefore God's son Jesus Christ our Lord. Because he is an enemy of God. Romans 5 says such unbeliever is powerless. Meaning he cannot save himself. Impossible. He is a sinner. He is ungodly. He is an enemy of God. And so we read Romans 8 verse 7. He does not submit to God's moral law. He does not. And then we are told he cannot, he suffers from moral inability. He violates God's commandments daily because there is no moral ability in him. And Paul tells us he can never please God by keeping God's law. What is the reason? The sinner does not have the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians 2.14, St. Paul says, The man without the Holy Spirit does not receive the things that come from the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. Jude 19 says these are the men who divide you who follow mere natural instincts and do not have the spirit. Radical difference between believer and an unbeliever. They are dominated by sin. They are under the thumb and control of sin. Romans 3 verse 9, we have already made the charge that Jews and Gentiles alike are all under sin. Every sinner is a born slave of sin. He has no freedom. Only Jesus Christ can set him free. Only God's son can set him free. Only the truth of the gospel can set him free. A sinner is bound, he is in chains, bound by his own guilt. He is not only under sin, but he is under the wrath of God. Friends, this was our own condition, thank God, in the past. So the second point, what is our present life? And so verse 9 says... But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if the spirit of God dwells in you. Thank God we are not under the dominion of sin and Satan. We have been set free. So we read in Romans six seventeen and 18, but thanks be to God, though you used to be slaves to sin... You wholeheartedly obeyed the form of teaching to which you were entrusted. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. 
Or Romans 6 verse 22. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to God. The benefits you reap leads to holiness. And the result is eternal life. Friends, now we are in Christ. That spells total salvation and total security. In Christ. And Christ is in us. Now we are in the spirit and Holy Spirit is in us. What a glorious transfer. From flesh to Christ. From sin's control to spirit's control. We are in the sphere and realm of the Holy Spirit. We are born of the spirit. We are born again. Spirit gives birth to spirit, Jesus said. We see that our spirit is made alive. That's our present state. Our spirit is made alive by the spirit of God. Therefore, we see the kingdom of God and we have entered the kingdom of God. And we enjoy righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. We enjoy in the now eternal life. The rich young ruler refused to believe in Jesus that he might have eternal life. He went away sorrowful. That is the condition of every person, every sinner who will not believe in Jesus Christ. He goes away sorrowful waiting for the day that he is going to die. Without God and without hope in the world. And he thinks that's the end of it. Son, it's not the end of you. So every sinner who walks away from Jesus goes away sorrowful and miserable and restless. But thanks be to God. Through the regenerating work of the spirit, we have been taken out of the sphere of flesh, sphere of death, Dominion of darkness, we have been brought into the dominion of life, dominion of God's Son. So we confessed by the Holy Ghost, Jesus is Lord. And so we live according to the will of the Holy Spirit, Romans 8 verse 4. We think the things of the Holy Spirit, Romans 8 5. We read and delight in the word of God. So we enjoy life and peace now. Because the mind of the Holy Spirit is life and peace. We submit, we obey the law of God. Romans 8, 7. Obedience to God's moral law is our joy, not pain. We are able to do so by the work of the Holy Spirit in our life. We now have moral ability before we were suffering from moral inability. We are now able to please God by doing his will. We glorify God and enjoy him forever. In whatever we do, whether we eat or drink. 
So we read in 1 Thessalonians 4 verse 1, Finally, brothers, we instructed you how to live in order to please God. That's what Christian life is. As in fact you are doing. As God saved people, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit dwells in us permanently. He lives in us to rule, to empower, to direct, to provide, to protect, to teach us. So we read in 1 Corinthians six nineteen and 20. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? Whom you have received from God, you are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. Jesus said in John 14, verse 23, If anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My Father will love him, and we will come and make our home with him. God is our home, and we are God's home. This Holy Spirit never leaves us. We are in the Spirit and Spirit is in us. We are in Christ and Christ is in us. We are in God and God is in us. What great security we have as we live in this fallen world with all its troubles. The enemy cannot harm us, cannot touch us. How can he when we are in God and in God's hand? We are confident not in ourselves but in God. We are fearless. Once we were dead, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. We are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus. Verse 9. We are not our own, friends. We belong to Jesus Christ. His seal of ownership is upon us. For we are baptized in the Holy Spirit. And so we read Ephesians 1, 13 and 14. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. And having believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. That tells you, branded, it tells you, you belong to Jesus Christ. Not for yourself. We belong to Jesus Christ. We are owned by Jesus Christ. Therefore, we are his responsibility. And he takes good care of us. Trust him, friends. He is the good shepherd who laid down his life for us. He is the Lord of all. He will not let a lion, even a roaring lion, to devour us up. He is the Lion of Judah, under whose feet are all things and all his enemies. Even death itself is swallowed up in him. Swallowed up in victory when Christ died and rose again. Jesus said, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. This is true, friends, of all regenerate Christians. They are in Christ and Christ is in them. They are in the Spirit and the Spirit is in them. Our Spirit, Spirit of God, Spirit of Christ, Spirit of Truth, Spirit of Promise, Spirit of Holiness. 
and as our comforter, the blessed paraclete. Remember what Jesus said. I will not leave you as orphans. Without a father, without a mother, without a home. Without brothers, without sisters, without a family, without any provision and security. We are not wandering to rummage from garbage dumps. We belong to the Father and the Son who have come to dwell in us in his Holy Spirit. Unbelievers do not have Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit. This, friends, is the radical difference. This Holy Spirit is our comforter, counselor, and advocate. Friends, he is infinite God. He is infinite person, co-equal with the Father and the Son. And he glorifies Christ. He gives witness to Jesus Christ. He tells us who Jesus is and what he has done by his life and death and resurrection. As the spirit of truth, he teaches us the truth of the gospel. And he opposes all lies of philosophers and scientists and everybody else in the world. All lies of Satan, who is described by Christ himself as the father of all lies. The Holy Spirit makes us holy, sir, by applying Christ's salvation to us. He teaches us all things that we may know God, which is eternal life. Holy Spirit enables us to have fellowship with the Holy God. This Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father and the Son. He never speaks of himself. He speaks of Christ, our Savior, to us. It is he who convicts sinners of their guilt. Friends, no sinner repents on his own. When Spirit convicts us, we repent and confess all our sins. Friends, he is convicting us right now. That's his job. He speaks through me and he works in you. Holy Spirit leads us. He is Lord. He tells us how to live. He enlightens us as we read the word. All of a sudden, our eyes are open. We discover wondrous things out of his word. We eat it as bread. That strengthens our soul. He convicts us of our sins. He regenerates us. He gives us faith to trust in Jesus Christ. He guides us daily. He always guides in the paths of righteousness. He never leads us into sin. And so we read about this Holy Spirit who came upon Jesus Christ. Isaiah tells us he is the spirit of the Lord. He is the spirit of wisdom who gives you wisdom. He is the spirit of understanding. You want understanding, he gives you understanding. He is spirit of counsel. You want counsel, he gives you counsel. He is spirit of power. If you are weak, well, spirit of God gives you power. Ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you and ye shall be my witnesses. 
He is the spirit of knowledge. He is the spirit of fear of the Lord. You see when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You will fear the Lord. And if you are arrogant. You have nothing to do with Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ baptizes every believer in Holy Ghost and fire. This Holy Ghost opens our closed minds to to give us understanding in the Holy Scriptures. This Holy Ghost gives us power to live a holy life in an evil world. This Holy Ghost enables us to testify, to bear witness concerning our Savior Jesus Christ, to bear witness boldly to sinners. We do so without fear. This Holy Ghost brings to mind what to speak to the world. This Holy Ghost distributes in abundance love. Love of God in our hearts. With which we love God and keep his commandments. With this love we love our brothers and sisters in Christ. And with this divine love we love sinners. And proclaim to them the good news of Christ. Jesus saves. Jesus alone saves us from God's wrath. Because he suffered that wrath in our place and for our salvation. This Holy Spirit produces the fruit of the Spirit in every true child of God. Fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness so that you can make a covenant and you will fulfill that covenant faithfulness gentleness self-control that's power self-control self-control is spirit's control realized in our life every Christian will have this fruit in greater measure fruit more fruit and much fruit As he is led by the spirit. The Holy Spirit also distributes the spiritual gifts. Just as he determines. We need gifts. Word of wisdom. Word of knowledge. Faith. Gifts of healing. Miracles. Prophecy. Discerning of spirit. Speaking in tongues. Interpretation of tongues. Gifts. Gift for helping. Gifts of administration. Gift of teaching. And so on. And the Bible says, friends, earnestly desire spiritual gifts. If you don't have it, you didn't desire it, you didn't pray for it. God gives Holy Spirit to those who ask him. The Holy Ghost distributes these gifts to equip the church to do her work. Spirit also works in us. That we may work out God's will in the world. Friends. Our heavenly father works. Our Lord Jesus Christ works. And the Holy Spirit works. And God's holy people therefore must work. To please God not themselves. So St. Paul says in Philippians 2, 12 and 13. Therefore my dear friends. As you have always obeyed let's say that together as you have always obeyed 
not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling, because, because, because it is God that is by the Spirit who works in you to will and to do his good purpose. Holy Spirit who dwells in us is working as the agent of the Father and the Son. He works in us and so we work out. We obey God. A believer obeys God as a result of his saving faith in Jesus Christ. Apostle Paul told us in chapter 1 of Romans verse 5 that we are called to the obedience of faith. A Christian who does not obey God is a monstrosity, he is a liar, he is a pony, he is a Judas, a Demas, an Achan, a Saul. He is not one in whom Holy Spirit dwells, such a one is not in the spirit. He is an unregenerate, suffering from moral inability, he can only sin, he cannot work out God's good purpose. Such unbelievers exist with true believers as we read in the parable of ten virgins. Matthew 25, they are all invited, all belong to the church, all profess to have the bridegroom Christ as Lord, all believed in the return of the bridegroom, all were waiting for him, all fell asleep, all woke up, but only five were admitted to the wedding feast. Five were foolish, they were rejected. The radical difference is only five had the oil of the Holy Spirit. The foolish virgins were without oil, I say, without the Holy Spirit. So they heard the words of judgment, depart from me, I never knew you. You do not belong to me. Romans 8 verse 9. I'm not your bridegroom. What would you hear from Christ's lips on the last day? Depart or come in. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Yes, friends. It is true sin still dwells in us. But the radical difference is that the Holy Spirit also now dwells in us. He enables us not to sin and obey God. Holy Spirit is greater in power than the might of indwelling sin. Because of grace manifested in Jesus Christ, we can now say no to sin and yes to righteousness. Yes to God's holy will. So St. Paul tells us, I beat my body and make it my slave. He exercises discipline in his life. Galatians 5.16 So I say live by the spirit or walk in the spirit and you will not gratify the cravings of the flesh. By the spirit, friends, we can put to death sins. Romans 8 verse 13 Through the Holy Spirit we defeat sin. We put to death the misdeeds of the body. So through the Spirit we fight and we win. So friends, let us remember who we are. We are children of God. We are born of God. We are indwelt by the Spirit of God. We are taught in the Word of God. We are powered and led by the Holy Spirit. 
We belong to Christ. We are not our own. We are bought by the precious blood of Christ. So we honor God by obeying his holy will for his glory and for our eternal joy. So friends, if you are a Christian, grieve not the Holy Spirit by whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. Resist not the Spirit. Quench not the Spirit. But yield to the Holy Spirit. Discipline your body and make your body to obey the Holy Spirit. Remember, this Spirit dwells in us permanently. He will not leave his temple, but he will exercise his government by chastening us and make us obey him. Friends, that will be painful to us. But his will shall be done in us as it is in heaven. His will shall be done in us and with us. And he will take us to heaven to enjoy the presence of God, which is eternal life. Holy Spirit in us is the Lord. He is the resident boss. He rules and we obey him. Friends, what is his will? Let me tell you what his will is. Whoever claims to live in him must walk as Jesus walked. First Peter 2.21 To this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example. What is it? That you should follow in his footsteps. Hear the call of Jesus Christ. Come unto me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, his will, his understanding, his opinion, his ambition, his everything, his philosophy. And take up the cross and follow me. St. Peter said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the Holy Ghost. Don't be like the rich young ruler. He was miserable, so he asked for eternal life. But he refused to pay the price. He went away sorrowful. If you are a sinner never trusted in Jesus Christ I tell you you are a miserable person sad person sorrowful person not only today but all your life but Jesus is calling you to make you happy by granting you salvation Holy Ghost the radical difference Heavenly Father we pray That you save those who are not saved. Who are still outside of Christ. Who are not in Christ. Who are not in the Holy Spirit. Save them. And Lord we pray for those who are saved. Help us O Lord to be encouraged. By this great truth. That we are in God. And God is in us. 
Therefore, everything is going to be all right. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio of this sermon entitled, The Radical Difference. Come back soon for more transforming Bible teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthew.